find out. Man, let me find out. Find out a witty take on life and culture with Nikki Washington. Hey, everybody, it's your girl Nikki Washington. Welcome to another edition of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. So glad that you can join us for yet another quarantine edition of Let Me Find Out. Hey, if you are new to the show, do me a favor, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You know, let me know this is real. Um, also, feel free to comment, rate, a share on your social media platforms. What this does for us is it allows us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. So we gladly appreciate you in advance for that. And for all those who consistently rock with us, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. And your presence is not for, I want to say for, for granted, for vain. You know what I'm trying to say. We appreciate you. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited, y'all. I don't know if y'all can tell. I'm really excited because I have someone that is near and dear to my heart on the show. And what's so funny is you ever have somebody that's just so awesome, but at the same time, you don't realize why you have never even asked the question before because you thought, oh, maybe they got a lot going on or maybe they're busy or maybe, you know, for whatever reason, you just never think of it. And then it's like you get hit over the head with the brick and like, duh, you have access to all this wisdom, all this knowledge, all this insight. What better time than now to maximize it? So y'all, I have my dear friend, Stacey Joseph-Harris on the line. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Ooh, Nikki, girl, mama, I made it. <laughs> Get out of here. You know what was so funny, though, when we were talking, so um, we were talking on the phone a couple days ago, guys, just about, you know, the climate of the world and all the things that are happening therein. And Stacey began to share such amazing insights, which is nothing new. She always shares amazing insights. But it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, people really need to have access to this wisdom, especially right now, I feel like in a time where everyone's grasping for an answer and grasping to really define the time. And I was like, what better time than now to really have some wisdom speak on the subject? So we're gonna be talking about peace during a pandemic. And I was gonna go through Stacey's bio um, for anyone who's not familiar. Um, she's a Southern belle, she's a Jesus girl, she's Maceo's wife, an avid reader. She is a songwriter and mentor and singer and just, I could go on and on, but I'm sure if she's like me, sometimes when people read your bio, you'd be like, all right, thank you. Keep it moving. <laughs> so, um, Stacey, for anyone who's not familiar, can you guys give anybody a little bit of a background? Oh, well, I mean, um, I don't know that there's a whole lot to say. I mean, I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm just Stacy. I do, um, or I have uh, served as a worship leader done that for many years and um, outside of that in the corporate space I am a project manager and I also do um, some coaching on the side and yes I am married to an incredible man happily married I might add um, come on happy yeah to Maceo <laughs> Harris and we live out in the country right outside of Dallas Texas is very humble y'all so I would encourage you to look up her music or check her out on social media because she's gonna give you the little low-key under the radar thing oh, this Lord. girl is a giant in the spirit and in the natural hello <laughs> so I just want to put that out there anyway Stacey I wanted to talk specifically about peace during a pandemic I feel like and this is no slight no fluff I feel like you're one of the most stable and solid people I know in that like literally and I don't believe it's one of those things where people are solid on the surface and they're like flat flandering underneath you know that whole duck uh, scenario I really <laughs> believe that this is just the heart of who you are having known you for these years 
Um, can you first speak to, so before we get into the conversation, what would be your definition, biblical or practical, of what it means to have peace? Oh, man. Man, that's a great question. Uh, I would say, um, and I'll, I'll just give, I'll give somewhat of an analogy, I guess. If you can imagine um, a storm and being in the middle of the storm, but not being moved, being mm. steady, that's how I I envision what peace looks and feels like. Mm. Um, and especially in times like this, where there's a whole lot going on, and there are a whole lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. but you are still anchored. And um, you're not wavering too far to the left. You're right in the center. That's what I think peace looks and feels like. That's good. That's good. So, you know, as you mentioned, uh, if you're listening to this outside of this this season, we're in 2020, uh, nearing the end of April, or actually at the end of April. So um, we're specifically talking about uh, the season that we're in and that uh, the whole quarantine season, how people are not really being allowed to uh, go out or to interact because of COVID-19. And you find that a lot of people um, really don't know how to navigate this season. So what I'm hearing is a lot of different conversations, Stacey. I'm hearing some people say, you know, this is a a season where you just get busy, 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 and maximize. And then I'm hearing Mm -hmm. some people say, no, just rest, rest, rest. But um, everybody's saying that they're kind of uneasy about what's going on and the climate that we live in. So to, to speak to those people who are really, really uncertain and they're listening to folks, hey, I'm listening to this because I want to learn, learn how to have peace in a better way, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what this looks like. What do you yeah. mean this peace? Like what kind of uh, initial guidance would you give somebody who wants peace, especially in times like these, but really don't know how to pursue peace or even have it yeah. pursue them? Yeah. You know, one of the things I think about, um, especially in times like, like today and what we've been encountering since you know, early March or whatever. Um, And even right now where there's, there's really, they haven't said, Oh, this is going to be over June 15th. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no end. There, there's no, there has been, has been no announcement of the end. Um, In practical terms, because Nikki, you know, I'm very, very practical. Mm -hmm. I think if we drill down to how, um, peace becomes a stabilizer. It goes back to our perspective, how we see things, like what lens, um, how we view what we're experiencing through what lens mm-hmm. we view it. So yeah. for, for, for us faith-based people and uh, believing Christian people, we view um, life and our world through the lens of um, of the gospel, of the, the word we believe, right? We take sure, it sure. through that filter, or we should take it through that sure. filter. So on the one hand, it starts with how you see it. Mm-hmm. And if you see it the right way, it kind of brings you to the center, right? So sure. for example, for, uh, for me, uh, our company has gone through layoffs and furloughs um, yeah. in the midst of this. A once very um, thriving entity, business, uh, uh, really, because we're in a, a city that has a, 
a robust economy, mm-hmm. but at the same time, in a matter of, um, I would say maybe four to six weeks, things were shifting. They shifted. And so it meant that there was a lot of turmoil, a lot of change, a lot of uncertainty, not a whole lot of direction. Mm-hmm. And I even found myself like, oh, my God, like, what is this actually going to be? But mm-hmm. I had to pull myself out of that because, again, it's perspective. It's how you see it. Right. Sure. All right. Sure. If I go back to my faith, because my faith is the anchor for me, meaning, uh, you know, the tenets of the Christian faith, what I believe, the, those are the, it's the anchor for me. It, it grounds me. It settles me. Remember I said, peace looks and feels like steady. Right. 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 So my faith in God is what settles me. It grounds me. It puts me in that steady place. I had to go back to that, to the truth that I know. And I believe and what I have, what I have confessed and believed for many, many years, not just with this job, for jobs before this job, sure. for economies before Dallas, the Dallas economy, that God is my source and that the Lord ultimately takes care of me. Mm. Okay. Which that's, that's uh, rooted in several scriptures, you know, but one, he says, <laughs> right. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, which means sure. in the middle of turmoil and chaos, God is right there with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and that, you know, there's for you theologians, you got 18 scriptures to back that up, but that, <laughs> that's what, I'm, you know, I go back to that. And then yeah. that brings me back to steady. And it's not just the truth that I know, but it's the truth that I believe, right? Because we can know a thing and it could be head knowledge and it yeah. can, can rattle it off. But until it gets anchored in our heart and becomes the truth that we believe and live by, that's how we get to peace and steady. Sure, sure. Where you're not, you don't feel like you're being pulled. And even if you are pulled in different directions, you bounce right back to the center. You know what I'm saying? You come right on back to the truth you know and believe. And that, to me, gives that peace. It it kind of settles you, you know? And we were sitting in the house today, Nikki, and uh, uh, Mason and I just sitting talking. And uh, people have come in our house, and I was like, oh, man, it's so peaceful here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically it's always quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be quiet and still be noisy. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, but it's not noisy here. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's not a lot going on in the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. People yeah. will fall asleep on your couch so people, I can, <laughs> I'm a witness. I'm a whole witness. Friend, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were saying, don't you, we just said it, like we were just sitting there talking, like, don't you appreciate the peace in here? But, mm-hmm. but people bring that peace. Mm-hmm. We bring that. We've cultivated that, you know, where there's not going to be a whole lot of activity up in there, you know, sure. you know, just kind of like fighting against each other, all different thoughts and things. You know what I'm saying? And even when there are, we bring that, we make it subject to what we say is going to be in this house. I know that's right. I don't know. Did that answer your question? Just You absolutely her? answered my question. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. So, so for the person who might not be uh, in a place where they're um, maturing their faith, yep. um, is peace, in your opinion, something that can happen overnight or is it something that's a process? Oh, I believe it's just like growing in your faith. Sure. Right? I remember when peace was fleeting, like it was fleeting for me. 
as a person. Like it felt like I was running behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, okay, so practically, back to practical things, um, it's perspective, it's how you, what filter you're taking those thoughts through, right? Mm-hmm. And mine has to go, it has to be sifted through the word of God because that's the anchor for my life, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is, when I talk about the word of God, it is simple as just meditating on the scripture. I remember when uh, my aunt passed away who raised me, she uh, was a pillar in in my life and it, it devastated me to lose her. But there was a scripture um, and that scripture always comes back to me in times like this, but it's John 12, 24. And you'll see in that scripture, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up real quick. You'll see in that scripture how um, how that perspective, for those of you who just love language, but you'll see how the, the mm. perspective thing is right there in the scripture. So it says, very truly, I tell you, unless the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So that in and of itself, to look at that, okay, something has to die for Mm. something to come up, right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Right? That's good, because we don't want something to die in order for something to grow. We like, Lord, everything's nice and lovely and ponies and roses. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, like, that was my anchor scripture. And what I've been telling Mm. you is in the middle of this, Find an anchor scripture, something that's going to bring you back to center, that you can meditate on, that when something, you watch the news, because the news has a way of pulling you in a direction. When you watch the news and it pulls you in a direction, that scripture will help you find yourself back to steady. Mm. Find steady and stable, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a practical thing that you can do. It's taking the word of God, finding an anchor scripture as simple as just looking for, you know, just kind of Googling. I start there. If you're not, you know, really versed in the Bible and all that stuff, just put in scriptures on peace, right? Find one that resonates with you, write it down and make that your meditation every day. And the thing that you start to put down within you, when you need it the most, it's going to come up out of you. Yes, yes. You know? That is so good. That would be, in in a simple way, how I would start. Start with meditating um, on a particular scripture. And pay close attention, and I talk about this in my coaching practice, pay close attention to the thoughts that are recurring. And what we Mm. tend to do is when the thoughts are recurring, we tend to just let them keep replaying. No, you need to evaluate, like, what's going on in my head? Like, what am I saying to myself? What am I saying to myself or what am I saying to other people, right? Do an audit of your thoughts. And then, because a lot of times it's a question, right? So for me, mm-hmm. back when it was um, early on when the pandemic was starting, you know, and there was talk about there could be layoffs or there could be furloughs, whatever, you know. So the first thought was like, okay, what what, what, what am I going to do if I happen to lose my job? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, but what happens for us most times is that what am I going to do if I happen to lose my job? It just plays on repeat. Mm-hmm. Never answer the question. So what I tell when I'm coaching, it's okay, now answer the question though. When you mm-hmm. answer it, and it comes back up, it has an answer, right? So there's no need for it to replay itself. 
It's just waiting on you That's to answer. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. What, oh what's going to happen if I get into, if, if I lose my job? Well, I'll apply for another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get another job. Hello. You see what I'm saying? It sounds simple, but it's kind of like, right? It's the real. thought is haunting you, mm-hmm. but it's really asking you for an answer. And when you answer it, then you slow down the repeat, right? So mm-hmm. the first thing is to take an audit of your thoughts, pay attention to what you're saying, especially sometimes there's a lie that's on repeat and you got to replace the lie with the truth. If there's a question that a question that is going and going and going, then you need to answer the question, right? Mm-hmm. So um, meditation with scripture, I think, is key. Um, also taking an audit of your inventory, just an audit, a real quick audit of what's been replaying in your mind, what thoughts, and if there are questions you need to answer them. And if the thoughts that are replaying are lies, you know, they're kind of embellished. A lot of times the enemy does that. They're uh, exaggerated, right? Then you got to get them back down, drill down to the truth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what happen like in times like this. Oh my God, Lord, my house is going to go into foreclosure. Like you've never been late on your payment. <laughs> and you've jumped all the way to losing your house. Mm-hmm. You still have a job, actually. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how, <laughs> kind of how your mind will just, you know, kind of run. Um, so I definitely say uh, do an audit of your your thoughts. That will That's help so you get to a place of peace. That's so good. And I don't know that we I honestly don't know if I've ever really heard it a phrase like that, basically to kind of not let your thoughts run rampant in your mind. Now, I know we know the whole come subject to the word of God, and we know that we have to take those things and put them in a proper context, but to hear it in such a practical way is just so, so helpful. Um, the, the next question I want to ask, I actually thought about as it relates to relationship peace. So you are the uh, wife of one husband, and yeah. you have a healthy marriage, um, but there are some people who, who are in the house 24-7 with somebody that they was only seeing you know, a couple of days a week at best yeah. at one point in time. And this it's really being challenged. Can you speak to those people who are married or who have children and now they're having to be the chef and they're having to be the teacher and they're being the, the uh, wife and they're being the uh, businesswoman or man? Like, how do you help somebody who has all of this going on around them and maybe aren't in the happiest of situations really navigate that space? Yeah, man, that's a tough one, Nikki, because um, I don't have children. Uh, we don't have children. Um <laughs> But I would it, it I could speak to it from a very um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to speak to it from a very um, sensitive place given the fact that it's not true for my experience. Sure. Um, one of the things I think when when a household does not have and this is this goes for a business or whatever when a household does not have order to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then you add elements like a pandemic. Mm. That in and of itself, I mean, it's like everything just goes out of the water because you don't really know, know what to do because there was no structure ever mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would go for was to try to establish some structure around all of the moving parts. So if kids have school, right? They may, you may need to be a little more, um, you may need to establish some structure for them because remember kids during the day have structure at school. So to establish a schedule, 
for the day. And part of that schedule uh, should include their school time, breaks, and all of that. I used to be a teacher. But it also needs to account, um, that full day needs to account for some time for your spouse. It may need to, you may need to consider divvying up responsibilities because this is different. Two parents are now working inside of the home. Kids are having school. So when you have these traditional models of the way things go, nothing about this pandemic is traditional. Mm. So you may have to think outside of the box of how we can make the household run a little more efficiently with giving attention to the things that need attention, i.e. our marriage, right? i.e. myself personally, i.e. our kids, right? But I think it has to start with maybe like a little huddle between the parents. Like, let's just put a little plan in place. Okay, you're going to do math and history because that's your thing. You're going to help them with that. I will do reading, you know, and whatever, because and and outdoor recess or whatever, because games, because that's kind of my thing, right? I'm going to cook enough to to um, take us through Monday and Tuesday. That's going to be my thing. Then we're going to pick it back up on Wednesday and Thursday. You know, just having a huddle to create a plan because you didn't have any warning, but we're here now. <laughs> so yeah. now you yeah. get structure <laughs> and a little strategy in place. But, but a lot of times what we'll do, what I've seen parents do, and this is coaching and friends, what I've seen them do is they'll put the things in place for their kids and then put nothing in place for themselves. Mm. And so, yeah, well, they'll have, okay, my kid has soccer practice and they've got um, to study group and they got, and they got all these things and you make sure that all of those things are lined up and in place and the kids have what they need to get what they need, but then you give nothing you give no allowance for a date night. You give no allowance for just quiet time for yourself. Mm-hmm. They build a structure for the kids and they leave themselves out of the mix. And then that part starts failing while the kids are flourishing. Scary. But I've seen that, you know, happen and it's because there's no attention. You know, like one of the things that um, Jane Macy and I have had to do is just try to figure out creative ways now we're in this house by ourselves, right? So like, <laughs> who's really going to get in the way of that? But you'd be surprised how you just get in your own little zone doing your own little thing. So we've got this thing where on Fridays, it's like we're getting out of the house. Okay, we really can't do anything but go to the grocery store. So grocery stores have become, grocery store trips have become dates. You're just happy to be out, <laughs> right? Amongst <laughs> other people, we're going to the grocery right. store. But that has become like our little thing. We're like little two old people. We're just going to go riding. <laughs> you know, just to kind of have a little moment, right? That is different from our normal right now. Um, so that's my very, I don't have kids um, thought <laughs> around what do I do now that we're here? Get a plan. That's very practical and I think it's very applicable, and especially, I mean, but you can speak to the heart uh, of the actual teacher because you used to teach for a while, correct? Mm-hmm. So you can kind of give that vantage point. So I think it's, it's healthy. But again, you talking to somebody who also does not have children. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, people are like, I wish I could. But, you know, it's kind of like you got to give those kids that structure so that you have time 
But when kids stay up till 10, 11 o'clock at night, I mean, when do you have time to even have a boo moment with your, yep. with your, your husband or your wife or because they don't have any, no structure? No, we're, it's like we're still in school. Go to bed at 9 o'clock. See, this is my rigid but I would do that at <laughs> 9 o'clock, right? We're going to kind of stick with the schedule, you know, because I, I still want to have time for my little reading or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. I was listening to someone online. I think it was Pastor Sarah Connor. She was talking about biorhythms, and it was something that I'd already believed, and she was saying the reason why a lot of people are kind of feeling out of sorts is because their biorhythm, meaning the normal routine, is off. Yeah. And was talking about how that speaks to mental health. And what's so funny about it is even though I've given myself a little leeway, in other words, instead of getting up um, 30 minutes uh, or later or earlier, I'd get up 30 minutes later. But for the most part, I've kept my same sleep and wake up routine. It might vary 30 minutes an hour at the most, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it's the same. But I didn't realize that I was creating that habit. I just know I feel better when I have a routine. Yes. So it's, it's in line with what you say. Absolutely. Um, that last question I want to ask, you have said something. Um, a couple of times now, and it has rung in my spirit every time you say it. And I want you to kind of share uh, what God has spoken to you for this uh, season. You said, I believe this is the church's finest hour. And my yeah. spirit just rang because it bears witness to it. Um, and it, it sounds like, wow, what do you mean? And when everything around mm-hmm. us is being chaotic, but I so got what you were talking about. And I so felt the heart of God on it. Can you just expound on yeah. that? So um, it's, it's um, again, I, I want to say somewhat, somewhat prophetic in nature, but more revelatory than anything. Um, it's I really sense that that uh, for starters, I just don't believe that God is ever doing one thing. I just don't like right. yeah. Uh, what right. you and I were talking about is how the scripture talks about the weed and tear growing together, mm-hmm. sure. um, and so. There's a lot of chaos and upheaval, Mm. right? And we see that transpiring and it's impacting a lot of things. But there is also this piece of me that firmly believes that even in the midst of that, as a matter of fact, a lot of people gain wealth during times like this. Sure. So that suggests to me, just just in the natural side, that two things are happening at one time. Mm. And so for me, I believe that um, for the believer, those that are, again, we're back to that perspective and what we're saying, that those who are, are, who are um, living in this space of faith mm-hmm. and declaring and believing, I do believe that when the dust settle, we'll be standing I just mm-hmm. believe that. And I've felt that since this started. Um, I can't say that thus said the Lord. Well, yeah, my spirit agrees with it. I'll say mm-hmm. it like that. Um, and it's been challenging me personally because I felt this way to not um, to not be callous with this time. Sure. Now, you know, I'm not trying to get a master's degree in three months. Mm-hmm. At the same time, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because you can only do so much. Yeah. But I am trying to pay attention. I am, my perspective, I've changed what I've said about being at home. I've, I've started to say that it's such a privilege 
to be able to slow my life down a little bit. Sure. To slow it down, um, to pay attention. I didn't realize, honestly, I was sharing this with Maceo today, that I didn't realize, because it felt like nothing was happening before now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in the quiet, I see that a lot has been happening with yeah. me personally. Mm-hmm. As I've been just paying attention. And it's some good stuff that's been happening. You know, there's some growth that's been happening. It just looked like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Because again, God is never doing one thing. Yeah, that's so good. He's never doing one thing. And so um, it's caused me to uh, reevaluate. Like I'm just paying attention more. I'm I'm more aware of what is going on around me, what's going on on the inside of me. And it's just because my life has slowed down a little bit. Mm. And I'm receiving that as a gift from God. Like, I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm I'm grateful that mm-hmm. um, Maceo and I have been in this house together for since the top of March. And we actually like each other and we've enjoyed, I've enjoyed being able, you know, having the opportunity to work from home to be able to step outside of the door and have lunch with me. I didn't have that lunch with him. I haven't had that luxury because I would be typically in the office and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. just. But again, that's back to perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the ch- this being the church's finest hour, I do believe that the believer is going to come out on top. Those that see this the right way, though, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you see it the right way, because there's some things I've just been releasing by faith. I've just been declaring some things because I believe, you know, the scripture talks about asking for rain in the time of rain. I believe mm-hmm. this is the time. This is the time of rain. it's the pandemic and it's raining like you know what I'm saying it's a lot going on but I'm like okay Lord I just want to be open I want to be open yeah and I want to I want to be a part of what God is doing right now Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on the sidelines I want to be in it and I'm I've been challenging myself with my discipline you know Mm -hmm. in my my um, prayer and devotion, you know, I joke about it, but like I release the prayer time CD and I have to fight to pray. Mm, sure, sure, sure. I just said it one day to free people. Don't think <laughs> they can throw it up in a prayer time CD. You know what I'm saying? I release prayer. How contradictory is that? You know, prayer time CD and you like fight to pray and sometimes don't pray. And you get, come on, let's be real about it. And, and so, you and me both. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, God, now why are you going to put me out there with this prayer time CD? And I'm over here fighting for my prayer life. You know? <laughs> Which you can find on all major outlets, just so y'all know. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but now, you know, now because life has slowed down a little bit, Nikki, um, it's, it's my focus is a little bit different. And I'm just receiving it as a gift. And who would have thought mm-hmm. that it would be in the middle of a pandemic? Mm-hmm. It would be in the middle of so much chaos and so much loss, um, and, and hardship for a lot of people. It's it's making me even just more grateful for everything. Yeah. And um, yeah. you know, going to the grocery store and knowing that some people were coming to the grocery store on their last check. Wow. Having to feed wow. a family. Wow. And it's just, it's just it's just filling my heart with such gratitude and just thanksgiving. Um, my aunt, you know, my aunt was battling COVID and mm-hmm. on a ventilator and, and my family is believing by faith when I know people who have suffered loss, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm just grateful to God 
And it's hard to be unsettled when you're grateful. Wow. Wow. Gratitude is an anchor. You know what I'm saying? It just brings you right back down. It just grounds you. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But those, those well, are my, you those are my <laughs> you, thoughts. No, you do know. I think uh, your voice in this podcast and just in, in so many different spaces is just an invitation to so many things, as you like to say, whether it's invitation to grow or for us to really just uh, pray more or to be rooted and grounded in God. Thank you so much for just sharing from a real and authentic place and a practical place. I just love when people are smart and it makes sense. <laughs> and it makes sense on a biblical scale and it makes it because you know you know we in church you have a spin around three times and you coming out and you don't spin around 12 times all you guys have headaches and so yeah. here's the thing i believe in demonstration but i also believe in in everything else the bible says to be true and i just love how you package it and make it so very tangible um so thank you for your time uh thank you for your voice and on a personal level thank you for just really um making my time here in dallas and just in my life uh, really just not even just worthwhile, but just worth the journey. I don't know if I would have stayed as long had I not met Stacy and Macy. I'm just saying. Oh, but Nikki, that, that's so, I mean, like I've, and I've, I've joked about it, but it's so true that I feel like uh, we were, we were, um, you know, new city gifts to each other mm-hmm. because we For had just sure. moved here too. And and I'll never forget when you and I went to lunch and I got back home and uh, Macy was like, how was your lunch? Because I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to lunch with this girl named Nikki. I, I know her, but don't really know her. Um, we know a lot of the same people kind of thing. Yeah. And um, and he was like, oh, how was your lunch? I was like, oh, like, it was really good. I was like, I, I, could, I could hang with her. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I was like, Nikki, Nikki is good people. And I was so grateful because I had a few friends here, but not very many. And um, we can't, we ended up being here at the same time. Like, how cool is that? I believe that was God all the way, all the way completely. Because like I said, you are just an anchor for everybody that meets you. I, I can't describe it. And I know my other friends are like, we want to meet this Stacey because you always talk about how awesome she is. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, oh. Anyway, I'm so sincere. You know I'll bring somebody to your house for Bible study in a minute. Like, you know, yes. <laughs> like come see a man and a woman. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, so, so for anyone who wants to connect with you and glean any more of this wisdom or be a part of your coaching, can you give your handles and where you can be found? Sure. So um, the website is stacyjosephharris.com. And um, actually, I want to say on all social media outlets, I think it's the same. So Instagram is Stacy Joseph Harris. Um, Facebook is Stacy Joseph Harris. And I think Twitter is Stacy Joseph because it just will not let you have a Twitter handle that long. They want you to be great. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you again. And you guys, if you want to find her, you know where she is. My name is Nikki. You can find me at Nick, N-I-K-K, on all social media handles. And as always, you're listening to Let Me Find Out. Let me find out. Man, let me find out. Let me find out. Girl, let me find out. Let me find out. A witty take on life and culture with Nikki Washington.